Welcome back to the Crooked Spine Show. How do we get happy? How do we feel happy? And how do we keep that emotion going all the time? My guest, Stephen, is an expert in happiness. That's what I call him. Because he understands the mindset and how to get there to stay happy in his sense all the time. He will go over in this talk the skills you need to practice, to practice and practice daily for a lifetime to get there. It's not very difficult. It's not very hard as you, as you listen to talk for one, too. There's very few words to explain how to get the habits, but you need to maintain them to change your mind to be happy so at that point your physical and mental health can stay in a positive state. All right. In our talk today, we'll talk about as getting happiness within, not from without, and not riding your emotions based on your environment, people around you, even your physical environment, if it's raining, if it's sunny, whatever it might be. Also, to what is developing the skill of happiness? How does that work? Also, the importance of communication to yourself to stay happy, even in good or bad times. And also, to how to react to people around you that may not have the same mentality, how do they change them, become a little more positive, whatever state they might be in. When you learn these habits, again, they're very, very simple. That way you live in the future, meaning the present and your future, a better, happier state to stay there all the time. Hope you enjoyed the talk, my friends. I did. I feel good. I just finished a talk, and I feel good just from talking to Mr. Steven. He's a great guy. Connect with him on his Instagram. At that point, figure out ways to help your body get physically and mentally healthy by your mindset of being happy. Also, show notes have highlights from this overall talk. Go to them, too, if you want to, on, if you're on our YouTube video of the podcast. Also, our previous podcasts are on there, too. So enjoy, my friends, and I'll see you next week. Hello again, this is Dr. Anthony. I am the host of Crooked Spine Show. I'm a local chiropractor here in Upland. Today's talk is how do we get and stay happy? Going through this pandemic and, and hopefully soon our post-pandemic uh, time frame, and we've had to deal with last year, I call it probably the four or five plagues like in Egypt that with, with, with over everything we had in 2020. We had fires. We had in here, at least we had a lot of winds. We had the election chaos. Uh, we had obviously the pandemic and the, the effects of that. So now as we get out of that and, and, and hopefully we want to change our mindset into more of a happier state, a healthier state, hopefully, how do we get there? How do we start and how do we maintain that? My guest today is Steven. He is my expert on how to, how to get and stay happy. Look at that guy's smile, right? How do you, how do you not <laughs> like this guy? By smile alone. So can, can we get here and stay here? I'm going to have Stephen go over his bio, how he got to this state of health and happiness. And that will go over some questions. And that I want to know is how do we how do we really change our mindset to affect our overall life going from 2020, 2021, now in 2000, April 2021, how do we move forward from that? So Stephen, take it away. Well, where would you like me to start? A little bio or? More bio, yeah. More bio where you started from initially before you became the happy expert and, and where you how do you get to where you are now? Well, you're the first person who's called me a happy expert. So I received that and thank you very much. I'm, I'm humbled with that. Uh, just actually, I, I happened to be here in Northern California in my father's house uh, to checking up on him. He'll be 90 years old in, in wow. November. So I, I come by and check up on him. It was a perfect location. Nice, nice living room background for you. Yeah, you know, I, I was I was raised in this house. It's, it's interesting. Mm. I didn't even think about it. I was raised in this house. I was born in Berkeley, California. So I'm a, a Bay Area kid. I'm regular high school. I literally can see the high school I went to right 
down through the through the window. Went to San Jose State, uh, studied international business and modern Japanese, and really had a, a, a traditional, let's just say, good life. Great parents, decent older brother. He he, he was he's great to me now. When I was growing up, let's just say he was he was a, a traditional older brother, three years older than I was. And you know, I I went to school. I got my degree. I actually had a little detour and went to Japan, lived there for a few years. But Great. I just started a, a typical corporate career. And the interesting thing, especially with regards to, to happiness, is it took me a while to realize that I was what I call riding the roller coaster of emotions basically every day. If the weather was nice, I felt good. If it was bad, I felt not so great. If someone was nice to me, I felt on the positive side. If someone was mean to me, I felt bad. If my sports team won, are lost for whatever reason. My emotions depended on that. So I, I was up and down and I was not, I didn't realize that I was in control of how I felt because I gave control of my emotions to outside forces and other people. And it, it basically took me about 45 years to realize that that wasn't going so great and that I should take control of, of how I feel emotionally. And that really was about, wow. 12, 15, you know, 17 years ago where I realized that. And that's not where everything turned around, that that's where the, the journey began. Because just because somebody has this epiphany that they're in control of their happiness or that happiness is a skill, which I believe is extremely important to understand. Uh, that doesn't mean that everything changed in your life. That's when I started to develop my skill of being happy and grateful all the time. So when all the interesting things happened in 2020 and a little bit before and a little bit after and they will continue on the 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 best byproduct of my work basically in the trenches of personal development and happiness and gratitude was i was prepared for what was what happened and while you know everybody had challenges i've had people very close to me pass away um related to to covid and, and outside of just regular um age and, and circumstances I was prepared for those things to, to happen where it really looks like basically validation that so few people actually put in the work before this major challenge that it caught them off guard and now they're doing a little bit of catch up in, in getting on the happiness gratitude. So that's, that's why I'm, I'm so happy and grateful for this platform and, and I'm so appreciative for all that you're doing for this, this kind of topic. Well, I, I did the interview with a, a therapist, clinical therapist, and she had mentioned the same thing when her, her normal patients that came in with anxiety, depression, and had, if you want to call it, built skills uh -huh. to deal with that on a daily basis, pandemic happened, like, pandemic happened, they're like, well, I already deal with this. I already know what to do when I'm anxious, when I'm depressed, when I'm sad, when I can't, like I want to go outside. So people that were new to it, they're like, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? That point, when you're prepared, when you have a, someone had mentioned, I think yesterday, a couple days ago, the interview, have a toolbox of skills to pull from. You built up that skill in your mind, your your heart, your body. It doesn't phase you. It doesn't change your. Doesn't make you go. If you want to call it emotional roller coaster every time something happens to you or around you. Absolutely, and it's you know the the proof is the sit for the first time in my lifetime probably something happened that affected everybody directly mostly and even indirectly around the world. So it wasn't like this was happening to this person, this wasn't happening to this person. No, no, no. It was happening to all of us. And there were some people who continued to be 
positive and happy and grateful that some people where you know, in my, their mind, the world was ending. And guess what? That's what they were speaking, which means that's what they were thinking, mm -hmm. which means that's how they were feeling, which means that was their truth. So they were mm -hmm. speaking what, what I, I truly believe that whatever somebody speaks is their truth. So you can't you can't get me saying certain words and certain terms anymore. I used to because I realized the the power of the emotions that we attach to to words. So basically speaking can also change your mindset positive or negative to affect your down the line how your body is going to react to everything, correct? The way I used to explain it and I thought basically the way I used to understand it was and everyone has heard this term and may even agree with this term that words have power. Okay. I used to say that, I used to train it up until literally a few, almost maybe a couple of months ago. And it's not that the words themselves have power, it's that normally we attach emotions to words. So some person can hear the word cold calls or someone can hear the word follow up or someone can hear the, the term uh, public speaking and think one thing Somebody who has, let's just put in the work and, and gone through the uncomfortable nature, they see that same word as, as something exciting or, or maybe an opportunity. So yes, the words that we use are so powerful because we have emotions attached to them. So I had this conversation with a group of people earlier this morning and they're asking me, you know, Stephen, why are you so positive? What, what do you do? And the, the very simple answer was, and this is just for me, maybe for you, maybe for other people, but I, I do my best not to give unsolicited recommendations. But for me, I feel the emotions that I focus on. One more time. I feel the emotions I focus on. Now, how do I focus on them? Whether I speak them, whether I read them, whether I hear them, whether I think about them, whether I surround myself with those type of, you know, just situations, I feel the emotion that I consciously focus on. So if I can consciously focus on happiness, and gratitude and love and forgiveness and patience and whatever positive words you can think of that are positive that you want. If I can think about them consciously and even attach even more emotions to them, guess how I feel when I'm thinking those things? Happiness and gratitude and love and patience. It's right. the, the, and here's, and I, I shared this the other day. My mentor told me, he said, he told me once, he said, Stephen, your brain is just like Google. And Google's just like your brain. And I said, huh? Yeah. He said, no, yeah. Because when, when you go for information about how to think or what something is, how to believe, how to react, we go into our data bank and what we get back is not necessarily what is factual. We get back what has been put in there the most. There's no fact no, check in Google. There's no fact check in our brain. So mm -hmm. if I think about a situation like a global pandemic, or if I look at a situation about somebody close to me who has passed away, and that's happened you know, very recently, it's happened, I'm, I'm sure, to most of us, we go to that place on, okay, what have we put in there the most? Now, if we had had this conversation 20 years ago, I would have said, well, it depends on the day. But now I have developed my skill of going immediately to a positive place. I literally ask myself all the time, especially if I have a moment where I'm not feeling how I want to feel. And the question I ask myself is, okay, Stephen, what are you happy and grateful for? And then I remind myself of those things and I speak it to myself because when you speak something out loud, 
you're hearing it in your head becomes a thought, which is kind of how all this stuff works. So kind of a long answer, but it, it really is the core of, I believe, where where people can go because if if we were to have an exercise and, and I was to maybe prompt you to to think about something that just made you absolutely just ecstatic, just extremely happy and grateful. Maybe it's family, maybe it's an accomplishment, maybe it's a vacation, maybe it's your success, maybe it's future possibilities. And you went there in your mind, you would feel those feelings, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. When can we do that? Anytime. Who can do that? Anybody. So when I realized that, that all I had to do was control my focus and focus on emotions that I wanted, it was game over. So um, yes. I'm, I, I, I never would call myself a happiness expert. I'll leave that to great people like you. But let's just say <laughs> I, I figured a few things out and I'm definitely on my way. And you practice it every day, correct? I practice it all day, every day, everywhere. Wow. All wow. day, every day, everywhere. And I just changed. I changed clothes for the interview. Forgive me. I, I dressed up. I wasn't wearing this. No worries. I, this is my normal professional attire at <laughs> work. So. I, I don't even know where my jacket is. It's somewhere. The I don't only know. reason I share that with you is normally I, I, they're in my pants downstairs. I have three by five cards. And guess what I have written down? Things and people and situations I'm happy and grateful for. I also have positive emotions that I like to feel. I also have um, you know, literally a, a, a card that has the purpose of my life. So on, the, on those cards, I, am, I write them. I read them. I think about them. In my, I have them in my car. I have them in my house, my walls. I have something above my bed. I record myself saying those words over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. I put it in my ear. So I am overwhelming my environment with the positive thoughts, the positive emotions that make me feel good. And basically I've, I've been able to, to reset my autopilot, my conditioning, my reaction, whatever you want to call it. Maybe, I, maybe, I've, maybe I've gotten to my subconscious mind. I don't know. All I know is I used to have bad, you could almost say I've had bad years. And then well, I had bad months, then I had bad weeks, and I had bad days, and I had bad hours. Now I have like a, bad moments because yes. I've developed the skill to, to, you know, things happen to us all the time, right? And I, and I, did, I did talk with a guy who does brain training. Uh -huh. um, and he's self-taught. A lot of it is when we, when we use our five senses, our hearing, our vision, our speech, even, even I don't know if you can taste words or taste emotions, even our mind, at that point you're using everything to build up more neurons to reinforce that default thinking, that emotion become your, your default no matter what's going on. You can get, yeah, like you said, you get bad moments, but you go back to your default where your body is used to by continuing to train your brain to keep everything else out so those negative neurons don't fire, they don't connect, they don't activate in your brain and in your body. Absolutely. Fantastic. How does someone, going back to what I, what I put in the show notes too, how does someone, if you want to call it, get stuck in a poor mindset? You talked a little bit about your own situation, but what's the general way to, I guess, get stuck in a poor mindset? Well, the, the way I ask myself, the way that I ask other people is, when you're, when you're feeling how you don't want to feel, if you ask yourself, what am I saying? What am I thinking? What emotions or situations am I focusing on at that time? And if you're not feeling good, 
probably 99.9% of the times you're thinking about something that is negative, mm. something that you don't want, a limiting belief, something that had happened, but, and, and you, you just put this, people put this loop in and it just goes over and over and over again. What, and once again, this is just me. I, I, I didn't study this. I just have practiced it for just a long time. So typically people who are stuck in a rut, I'm stuck in a rut. My rut is positivity. My rut is happiness and gratitude. Why? <laughs> Love it. Because I say it over and over. I write it over and over. I read it over and over. I hear it over and over. And I feel it over and over and over and over consciously. So now my subconscious is my is my is my backup and it kicks in. So that's why. And it gets and see what I want to do too. When I look down or over, I'm taking notes and putting stuff on the show notes of the of the live uh, Facebook interview right now too. So I want people to see this so they can go back to it and realize what you're saying may not stick the first time, uh -huh. second, third time. Like you said, it took you years to figure out your how to reset your brain by doing these different skills. People need to train this, correct? It doesn't happen overnight. It took a moment to realize it. Okay. It's taken a lifetime to get better, to possibly master it. But it's once you realize, here's here's the thought process, and there really hasn't been a book that I know of or someone who's actually said a few of the things I'm speaking even on. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this is all original, but he, here was my thought process. I believe that everything that I've ever done, am doing, or will do is driven basically my, by my desire to feel at least good or at least better, right? Okay. And mm -hmm. if you want to go a few layers deep, maybe someone says they want to buy a car, they want to have a house, they want to get married, they want to travel the world, they want to help people, whatever it is. If you go a few levels deep, the only reason people want to do those things is because they want to feel good or at least better. They want to be happy or at least happier, right? So that's mm -hmm. the first thing. Everything we do, at least everything I do, is driven by the desire to feel good or at least better, happy or at least happier. Is that safe to assume? Yes. All right. Second piece is... We've heard it before. We might even pretend to believe it, but I had this understanding that happiness is a skill. So if I said happiness is a skill, right? What would most people say? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, here's here's how they I don't know what a skill is. They may not know what a skill is, though. That's the biggest That's, thing. Here's here's my definition. I haven't looked it up. Here's my definition. Anything that you can learn, improve, and possibly master by definition, my definition is a skill, right? So okay. as we talked about, you can have a situation that one person looks at it and it's one way, another person looks at it it's a different way, it's the same situation, so what's the variable? The people. So right. if happiness is a skill, and it is, and all I wanna do is feel good, or at least better, happier, at least happier, and I do, then, the question I asked myself is, okay, Stephen, here you are about 45 plus years old. I'm about almost 60 now. How much of your life percentage-wise have you invested in developing your skill of being happy? And the answer was, huh? Mm -hmm. Zero. No wonder. Congratulations. You're exactly where you're supposed to be with regards to one of the most important parts of your life. So that's the moment 
somewhere it, it wasn't a specific day. It's a lot of question a question I get a lot. What 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 was your drop you know your rock bottom moment? What was the epiphany? I didn't really have that. It was basically a, a, a general understanding. But once I realized that all I had to do was develop my skill of being happy and grateful, and I could be happy and grateful all the time. Oh, all I'm over that. Over <laughs> game over. So I started buying books. I started listening to personal development. I started looking at YouTube videos. I started to surround myself with positive words and images and emotions and people. And I've just been doing it so long that now it's my default. So the, the, the key piece of that is it will probably take a lifetime because we can always get better at just about anything. But the realization should take just a moment. Happiness is a skill. We feel the emotions we focus on, period. Be happy and grateful all the time. Be positive all the time, period. But but Stephen, what about no? But what happens when no? But what, what about no? All day, every day, everywhere. And here, here's what some people, some people actually want to debate me on whether they should be yeah. happy and grateful all the time. But shouldn't life have a balance? Shouldn't, if you, if you don't understand sorrow and, and all the bad stuff, you can't appreciate the good stuff. Okay. If that's what you want to tell yourself and believe, yeah. awesome. But here's the other thing. I don't have to manufacture or consciously focus on the negative for negative to come at me. Yeah, it's exactly. out there all the time. I don't watch the news. I know what's going on because people will tell me. I'll yeah. flip it on just for a second just to see if the world's still there. I'll turn it back off and go find somebody to help. So I'm very, very, did I say very? Careful of my environment, of the words I speak and hear, of the thoughts I'm thinking, of the people and situations I surround myself with. Now, I'm very fortunate. I've been a full-time entrepreneur for the past 17 years, so I can pick and choose the people I surround myself in the work mm -hmm. environments, and I can pick my customers and even the people I, I partner with. So I know that's not possible for everybody. It just requires even more effort, yeah. more understanding of, of focus. Uh, if you're in bad environments, whether it's home, some people have challenging home situations, some people have challenging work situations. Uh, I'm very fortunate with, with that. But it, like you said, it took buying books, going to YouTube, watching videos. It took you, I want to say, at least a thousand hours of study, at least maybe 50 books of study, at least, say, three years of study to get to where you could say you were, you, you could tell people you were happy. Well, I, I told people I was happy out, out of the gate. Okay. Even if, even if it wasn't true at the time. Were you, when were you confident, though? What, I mean, just, just an ex, I'm a numbers guy. Sorry. Sorry. You could, you could say, I mean, we, we've, all, we've all probably read Malcolm Gladwell, 10,000 hours of, of you know, outliers, that type of thing. Yeah. So, you know, whether it's whether 10,000 hours, which is 20 hours a, 20 hours a week for, for 10 years or 40 hours a week for, for five years, what, whatever it is, let's just say I have invested definitely over these past, you know, 10, 12, 15 years, tens of thousands of hours. When, when people understand how maniacally crazy I am about happiness and gratitude, it, it blows them away. Because if I'm not, if I'm not having a direct conversation with, with you or somebody, if I'm not on the phone with somebody in my ear, all the time, I have something positive going on in my ear. It's nice. my own words of, of affirmations. It's some positive training or some motivational video or some positive music that makes me feel a certain way all of the time. Not sometime, 
all the time. You sped up your training in the sense where I went to school for three and a half years to become a chiropractor. I've done it for almost 20 years now. I'm still developing my skill yeah. and adjusting my skill to people around me, my patients, what they need, what they don't need. I'm still learning, still making mistakes too, but still learning as I go. It, to learn a skill, people don't realize it takes a lot of time, money, and effort. Sometimes not a lot of money, but at least effort and a lot of mistakes people make. You've gotten there in a point where it's taken time to change your mindset. Like I said before, by speaking, by hearing, by seeing your your affirmations, your mindset every minute of the day. And just, just imagine over those years of training, instead of every single day, you did it every week, once a week. Mm, yeah. you, you, would, you would not be where you are in those you know, three years in, uh, once you started, even now. There's, no. there's, there's, there's a powerful cumulative effect of doing it all the time. No. It's really cool. And I, I'm not sure, if have you heard of an organization called Toastmasters? Yes. Okay. I, when, I, when I jumped out of corporate America, actually, I was yeah. pushed. When I was pushed, <laughs> in, encouraged, uh, encouraged, encouraged to leave corporate America <laughs> after having been laid off the third time in my, in my professional career, and I jumped into the deep waters, one of the first things I did was I realized that communication was an important skill mm. for me to, to really not only develop, but hopefully master. So I joined, joined Toastmasters, was a member of all kinds of clubs and did 80 plus manual speeches in two years, blah, blah, blah. He hit, hit the highest level, whatever. Okay. But what the, the byproduct of my experience in Toastmasters was, first of all, for me to go from confident to competent, because I was very full of myself. I thought I was a, a good uh, presenter and communicator. But the other thing is it, it improved my skill of listening and of being present. So some people still use a lot of what we call filler words, the ahs, the ums, the you knows, you likes, that mm -hmm. type of thing, right? And it enabled me to realize how often I was using those words and how often other people use those words. But it's interesting how very few people realize how often they're doing those things while they're speaking, even though they're the ones who are speaking it and they should be able to hear it. So why do I share that with you? It's the same thing with affirmations when you ask somebody especially somebody today who's exposed to personal development and positivity and that type of thing and you ask them do you believe in the power of affirmations most people would say well absolutely do you do affirmations oh i do it every day how often oh, i do it for five minutes a day okay that's a start what about the other however many minutes there are in a day I used to know, but how, what about those other minutes? But there's a cumulative effect. But the, the, the real key to the point that I'm, that I'm making right now is just like the ahs and the ums and the you knows and the so's, so many people are using words that are limiting versus empowering. They're actually negative affirmations. Anytime somebody says, I'm an introvert, I'm shy, I'm broke, yeah. I'm, I, I'm lonely. I don't want to, they're, they're literally taking something that they don't want from their past and they're affirming it into the future. How's that going? So once again, the emotions we attach to our words have power. We feel the emotions that we focus on. Be very careful what you say. 
I can have a conversation with somebody who's thinking they're using affirmation to their benefit, but in the same sense, we'll talk about how they're struggling and how this is so hard for them and how this has been difficult. Those literally are negative affirmations. And I'm just saying, don't use it. Just skip those words. Is it because sometimes, I mean, going back to maybe childhood or when we grew up, is we're told to be more humble, more of, if you want to call it, not not think of abundance being more limited, more about, okay, you have to be careful what you do, things like that. Is that where it kind of comes from? I don't think it comes from that. What I really think it comes from the fact that nobody talks about, very few people talk about this. Okay. And very people, few people basically have this perspective, are trained. With, what time during your education, whether it was at home, and I'm sure you had great parents, whether it was in school or college or professional life organizations, where did they train us on happiness, on mm -hmm. gratitude, or on emotions? Don't let me get talking about finances, but it's just those type of hopefully subject that we all, uh, let's just say, could benefit from understanding and improving and working on and mastering. It's just not, it hasn't been part of a, a traditional education well, I, system. But I think it was more of you get good grades to be happy. You get good education to get the things you want to be happy versus mm -hmm. happening coming from inside here, inside here, it wasn't taught about. Even I mean, I, I'm, I'm a Catholic church member, active member, whatever it is mm -hmm. too. We talk about it, but it's more of still action oriented versus going to work, going to see your people, going to or leaving your house with a happy attitude, happy mindset, happy a happy mind. I'm going to say mindset just because yep. I don't have a better word. Mm -hmm. That point, you start the day out. So you make your day, you, you react in a, a sense of happiness. You build more happiness throughout your day versus having to get it from, see, my patients or from my family or from or the news or something else. You get it from the outside source already within you. Here's where I really that this is as far back as I can trace it. Okay. I used to run retail stores. I used to be the manager in big box retail stores. So basically helping multi-billion dollar companies make millions of dollars, all that kind of great stuff. And when you are when you run a retail store, you have people who report to you and you have customers who are coming to you. And most of the time, the customers aren't telling you what a great job you did. They're, 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 they're bringing to your attention that your return policy is not satisfactory. This person did this or didn't do that. So I get people come, I used to get people coming at me in all different directions all the time. And even during normal interactions, when someone typically, whether you're a customer or, or you're behind the counter, when they ask you how you're doing, what do most people say? I'm good. I'm all right. Yeah. For some reason, I started saying things like, I'm amazing. I'm fantastic. I'm outstanding. And I do it like that every single time. And I started paying attention to the reactions of the people I was saying that to. And if someone asks you, I dare you to do this. I dare you to do this, doctor. I dare everybody who's going to hear okay. the sound of my voice. When someone asks you how, they're, how you're doing, first of all, lie. <laughs> Tell them you're better than you actually are. Tell okay. them the feeling you want to feel. In other words, use the power of your words to your advantage and say with emotion that you're something fantastic, amazing, outstanding, magnificent, phenomenal. And watch the other person's reaction. The first thing is they'll be surprised. Mm -hmm. Then they'll, they'll wonder, 
what's going on with this? I don't know what this guy is doing, what he's a part of, but I want some of that. And the other thing you'll see is they will actually feel a little bit better. Wow. And okay. the other byproduct is so will I. So will the person who's speaking it. When I figured that out, I said, okay, I might be on something. Even <laughs> if I was feeling tired at the time or hungry or I was feeling whatever, impatient to go home. If I said something how, of how I wanted to feel as opposed to how I was feeling, mm -hmm. I felt better. Oh, I'm going to do more of this. So I do it all the time, whether it's on a phone call, whether it's on a conference call, whether it's face to face, I'm always going to say better than it is. Because why would I take something from my past that I don't want anyway and bring yeah. it into the future with my words and my thoughts? Mm -hmm. I just don't do that anymore. And when you, once you use superlative, people are like, oh, all right, I got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you almost give them your energy to go, hey, look, let's just have a better day. It's, it's like know? a candle or a torch. You, you can give it to other people and it won't diminish your, your flame. It's awesome. It, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's so abundant, but I think we're just, we're, we're live we live in, if you want to call it scarcity or fear. Be mentality. careful what you say. I'm going to interrupt you and I'll right. live broadcast. Be careful what you're going to say. I'm just saying what, what other people may feel as has to get out of that poor mindset to get to a better mindset is just speak superlative that point see how it affects you and people around you i speak how i want things to be good whatever i speak is my truth well wow. it, it's overcast right now if it was raining cats and dogs i would say it's a beautiful day good and i would feel that way sincerely because i know the sun is around the other side of those clouds anyway the clouds are just distracting me from what it really is so I'll look at a rainy, miserable, gloomy day. Gloomy is an emotion. It's not a weather type. Why would someone put emotion to a, that? That's a separate point. So if yeah. someone sees this day, they might say it's cold. They might say it's gloomy. I see a beautiful day. We're both right. Yes. That's the point. We're both right. So I speak how I want it to be. Now, if I'm speaking to a doctor about my own condition, I will speak how it is. Yeah. All other times, you, you really can't get me to say those negative words anymore. And I'm not saying that that's what everyone should do. I'm saying it, is, it has served me extremely well. And when you say it has, has helped you extremely well, how has it affected your health by being happy? Well, I mean, obviously, I'm not a physician. My father's a retired physician. My brother's a, a physician. That the, mm -hmm. the science piece is on the other side. I've just been out here in the business world and, and interact with people and, and, and living my life. So mm -hmm. all I can tell you is, first of all, I'm happy and grateful all the time, really. And to make the point again, yes, things are going on in my life right now as I speak, mm -hmm. like they're going on in other people's lives. May I, may I list them for you? No. Short-term financial challenges, mm -hmm. it's all relative. Health issues for you or people you care about, mm -hmm. relationship ups and downs, spiritual journey, work or business challenges. Have I covered just about everything that distracts most people from having a happy and grateful run? 90%. So, yes. Yeah. So those things are going on in my life right now, too. I just choose to focus on the good and good. the positive and those things that I'm happy and grateful for. 
So I can't remember the last time that I was sick. Literally, yes. I cannot remember. It's possible just being conservative that I've had a cold or maybe a flu maybe twice in the last 10 years. Okay. Now, I'm not saying it's because of anything that I'm taking. And I take some nutraceuticals and, you know, I, my wife gives me a couple of pills. To, so I, I, I don't know if it's because of that. It definitely is not because I'm a great eater yet as far as what I'm putting in my body as far as nutrition. It sure isn't how much I exercise. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's probably a combination of a whole bunch of things. Once again, I'm at my 89-year-old father's house who's kicking and screaming. So good genes, good living is probably a good thing. But there has to be a component of being happy and grateful all the time. If, if you talk about the science behind being, I want to call it less stressed or happy in, in a physiological sense, a high-functioning high, high body, mm -hmm. it's when our brain produces more serotonin, more endorphins, relative to the amount of cat cat catecholamines and cortisol. Cortisol catecholamine occurs with physical pain along with emotional stress and emotional pain. So when we reduce that in our body by balancing it or having, having an abundance of healthy attitudes, happy attitudes, there's no way you cannot be healthier by having a happy attitude, by producing more serotonin, more endorphins, so your body's chemical and hormonal levels that go through your organs, your muscle tissues, through your body, through your brain, allows them to function at a higher level to repel sickness, to repel injuries, and also allow your body to stay at a health, higher energy state to, to be able to deal with and overcome the stressors of your life. That's a fact. That's science. Mm -hmm. So from a, someone who has two letters after their name and a big student loan to pay off eventually or die with, at that point, that's what the books say. So when you have a positive mindset, at that point, your brain will produce positive hormones, keep your body functioning at the highest level possible. So phenomenal, congratulations, you made it. Oh, I'm I'm on my way. We all, we all are, we all are, we all are. And with that too, with the health benefit of being happy, um, how do we now maintain this happiness? You mentioned your routines. What's a common thing with your clients, people you've worked with, that's helped them examples of to stay in a happier state all the time? I am not going to give you anything new that I haven't already said. Okay. I believe to get there and to stay there are the, the same things. And I will, you know, I don't force anybody to do anything. I, I let them know what I do and what's worked for me and what's worked for others who have, let's just say, follow followed my lead. But it's 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 being conscious of the thoughts and of the emotions that they are feeling all the time. So I challenge people to have three by five cards that have positive emotions and things that they're having grateful for and emotions that they want to feel. And who knows, maybe they'll even start thinking about what the purpose of their life is and maybe write that down and think about it and speak it and share with people and, and actually work toward it. So it's, it's a, they're very simple concepts that anybody can do, which is a great thing, and that typically serve people well who who get a handle on it. But is it doing it consistently every day, every day, every day, every day? It ends with why you should be doing these habits, correct? 
only if you want to be happier. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. I, and, and when we think about that, what percentage of people can actually do that, which is which I hope is everybody. And and if you want to call it, how do we get people to get take that nudge to that to that if you want to start the habits, what's the best way to nudge somebody there? Just challenge them to do it. Okay. And well, and during this type of conversation, you know, I don't have this that many formal interviews like this, but I do have a lot of conversations, especially people who come into my universe and they'll they'll see the the cards that I have, or if they're in my car, they'll they'll see the the posts I have, or that they follow me on on social media, they'll they'll see the things that I do, and they'll either comment or ask. So they'll they'll know just like everybody who's who's heard this this conversation understands the concepts and it's very easy to start okay let me start at least paying attention to the words i'm using mm -hmm. let mm -hmm. me consider to focus on the things and emotions that i want to focus and, and feel let me take a crazy idea and actually write down on a piece of paper the positive emotions that i want to feel the things and people and situations i'm happy and grateful for and write it down and let me read it and think about it. Maybe I can listen to it. Maybe I can start listening to positive music and surround myself with positive people and consider if I really need to watch all of the news all the time. And when when it's when you understand whatever you're putting in there is the database that's gonna be pulled from when something happens, and guess what? Something happens all the time, yep. then you're you're in a better position. So the, I can't, and you you know this as a, as a physician, you know, help helping a lot of people. You can't force somebody to do what they should do. I can't do their exercises for them. Yeah. I can't make them come to do what's good for their health. That's we know right. what it is. Yeah. But they have to make that step. Is there a book, Stephen, or something that they can get today, their hands on to get themselves started? What would you recommend someone asking you that question? The answer that I have is I don't know of a book that covers what I talked about okay. yet. Good. Yes. I like it. Hint. But the, the, the main <laughs> takeaway, because I used to be that guy, especially mm -hmm. as a brand new broke entrepreneur who used to hang out at Barnes and Noble and pretend to mm -hmm. be busy. I would read all the books in the business section, the sales section, the marketing section, the personal development section. I was all over all those books and I thought mm -hmm. I was gaining all this knowledge. I, I might have been gaining a little bit. But the point is, the emotions that we attach to words have power. We feel the emotions we focus on. Be happy and grateful all the time, period. There's no book that needs to be read to, to write. And that's why, the and I've, I've co-authored co one book, but the, 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 the book that I will write on this is gonna be pretty short because it's not complicated. Don't don't do what I did and don't complicate happiness. And typically the smarter somebody is, the more they want to think this thing through. Almost you want to train someone who's a child in this so they can live a life of happiness and then be happy through their actions of helping people. Things like if you can get kids, give them a class, happiness 101 in preschool, it would be phenomenal, Stephen. Well, right. I have, and you know, the, the, I'm very fortunate to be able to interact and help a lot of people. One of my, my closest friends, her name is Benay Simons, and she was a second, third grade school teacher. Now she's teaching high school. Uh, she does that. 
She wow. puts she puts positive words around the classroom. She has those type of drills with the kids on mm -hmm. doing affirmations. And, and I, I can't remember exactly the specific words they say, but things like, I am strong, I am smart, I am beautiful, I am happy. And they just think it's a game, which it is. But mm -hmm. it's amazing how her students tend to behave the best and perform the best and have the least challenges. And so th there are some people out there who have not only figured it out for themselves, but are mm -hmm. passing along. And that's why I love these type of platforms. But yeah, there, there are a few people out there who are doing it. We just need to, to get a few more to, to make this world a better place. So I appreciate this opportunity to, to share. Fanal, my friend, <laughs> wrap it up. What do you want my, my audience to, I, I put it on the show notes too, links to your Instagram that we had we had dimmed over. Is that, is that okay? That, oh, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Cool. That point, I want them to ask you questions. I'm here. How do I get here? How do I say? You can give a simple answer, but they did hear it from you, I think, over and over again, and possibly over and over again, and possibly over and over again. So it gets in here. So they talk, start saying to themselves that they are happy and how they get themselves happy and do the routines it takes to get themselves to feel happy. So it becomes their, in my sense, their default. Mm -hmm. Make sure their body stays that way and they stay healthy because they have a positive mindset. That's it. You got it. That's all it is. <laughs> That's all it is. Don't compensate it. happiness. It's not, it's not necessary. There's so many books out there though. People spend like, like I, I spent probably a good three, $4,000 on books in my library that I don't even see anymore that are in my office that I give away because it's similar material all the time, but it comes down to, like you said, how do we make ourselves happy within first, and then promote that to people around us to make them happy to make it infectious. I, I had a, a mentor. He actually just recently passed away. Mm. And he used to say, he said, Stephen, one of your challenges used to be, because he uses his words properly. He didn't say one of your challenges is. He didn't say your problem is. He put, in the, past, he put in the past tense. That's uh, Until you develop mm -hmm. the habit of speaking only positive things, if you have to, don't, but if you have to, Put it in the past tense. I used to be shy. I used to be an introvert. You can do that. It, it feels and means completely different than if you say, I am something. We understand the power of making I am statements. Don't do that if it's negative. At least put it in the past tense. So he said to me, he said, Stephen, one of your challenges used to be is you used to believe everything that you saw. And I said, huh? He said, yeah, you see something and you believe it. You look in the mirror and you see where you are and you believe that. You look at your bank account and you, you see that and you believe that. You, you, have, you, you need to stop believing what you see and you need to start seeing what you believe. You believe it first. So same thing with happiness. You speak how you want it to be and then that's how you are. So I used to, when I was riding those roller coaster of emotions, look out at the day, look at my bank account, look at the doctor report, look at how someone was treating me, and that's how it would feel. It would be reactionary. No, that means because I was giving control of how I felt to outside situations and other people, and that wasn't going so great. So wow. I decided I choose how I feel, period. It's wow. really cool. You should try it. It's really cool.
<laughs> oh, I, I have, and, and I will more. Of. I'll talk to the audience more on top of you. I know you. Yeah, I, I know, I know. That's <laughs> when we do that, and, and we have, it's a feeling of I'm in control of my life now. I'm in control of, of my results in my life. I'm in control of people of how people. I'm in control of my my emotional response to people that may be negative or positive around hey. me. I control all of that. I'm not reactionary to people around me. Reaction my environment, my my weather. Or, or even the news too. Bl so when you have blaming, to blaming takes all the responsibility off your shoulders. It may not be my fault, but it's my responsibility. Yeah, you're not you're not accountable for for your emotional state. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's, that's it's their fault. It's the Democrats. It's the Republicans. It's the economy. It's the this. Nonpartisan. And, and, and here's the thing: whatever they're speaking is their truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. How's yeah. that going? Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> me. Oh man. Yeah. I've, I've had so much fun. I appreciate the invitation and, and I, I look forward to, to watching this, to, to see what I actually said. Cause I have no idea. And what I'm going to do is put this, this is like, I'm going to re edit the post on Facebook. So you'll, you'll see direct links. You can share it on your stuff too. Okay. Put it on, and Dylan put it as a podcast and put everybody else. So we'll, we'll go off the show right now. We'll see the broadcast. We'll go off this show. So stay on for a second and that we'll chat more, but, I think you did phenomenal work, my friend. I think I'm happier. I hope my audience is happier. People that watch it are happier. And at that point, connect with Stephen to make yourself state the state becomes your default because we know we can get there. We know we can. He knows the tools. He'll just tell you he'll tell you the, the I think it's 10 different, 10, 10 separate words he'll tell you. You just got to follow through. That's it. Yeah. Or not. To you. Oh, make it so easy, sir. Thank <laughs> you, my friend. We'll go off the broadcast and, and I'll see you in a second. Thank, Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. I believe in everybody. I believe in you. you Good.